You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Hi, you're listening to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. I'm Celine. And in this podcast, we basically just talk about books and life, and it's great. So join us. <laughs> We're really fun. Listen to us, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a chance. Don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, so today's episode, we wanted to do something kind of fun. So every episode, we usually open up with like, either like, tell me, we play two truths and a lie. We like go over like embarrassing stories. Like we just try to like start off with something that like, I don't know, gets, we like to spill some tea usually. Yes. It's good. But today I wanted to like go on a little uplifting note because it's like going to be winter or it is winter already and it's like we need some sunshine. So today I wanted to do the best advice. So I want to ask you, Anna, what's the best advice that you've ever heard? And you can go, you can go deep. (laughs) Okay. So I don't, I mean, I don't know how deep this is, but I always like it. Something that I always think about and the best advice that was once given to me is that people don't think about you as much as you think they do. Yes. Like, if that makes sense. Because yes. I'm, like, the person who's always, like, everyone's judging me. And every time I go somewhere, they're looking at me. And when people, like, laugh, I'm, like, they're laughing at me. Like, I think everyone's had those moments. And yes. so I'm, like, I just tell myself, nobody cares about you as much as – or strangers, at least, don't really care about you as much as you think they do. So just don't take yourself too seriously. Try to have oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I also feel like if you're ever, like – I love that too. I, I tell myself that all the time where it's like if I make a mistake like in driving or if I like, you know, and like, right. well, that that literally is going to affect someone's life for one second. Like they're not going to yep. think about you ever again. So like don't take your, like don't worry about it because like, yeah, like who cares if your kid looks like weird, looks weird. Like no one's right? going to ever see you again. It's fine. Like, yeah. And if like, I say something sassy, always... be like, why do you care? Like, why are you worried about it? Like focus <laughs> exactly. on your own life. <laughs> yeah. I seriously try to use this all the time because I even remember when I was younger Mm -hmm. and this is so dumb I think I was in like middle school I had to be in like sixth or seventh grade Mm -hmm. and this guy was like walking by me and I was like totally secretly in love with him as always 100% like I just wanted to be with him yes and I remember he walked by and I was like oh what did I say he got a haircut and I was like oh nice haircut like I like it like that and for, like, weeks, and I still oh. remember to this day because I talked to myself, I was like, why did I say it like that? Why do I sound so weird? And so, like, I feel that. I'm sure that he doesn't even remember that. Why would he? You know what? So, yes. He's listening to this podcast right now, Anna, and he's just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I think about that moment, too. And you're like, dude, I'm married with a kid. This is awkward. Like, <laughs> too late, dude. Sorry. No, I literally think about that all the time. <laughs> my biggest thing is, like, that keeps me up at night is, like, if I, like, accidentally said something to someone that was offensive or, like, because that's oh my, my pet peeve. If yes. I, like, see someone, like, be rude to someone else, it makes me so angry. I'm, like, I'm one of those people that will be, like, seriously, like, tr- give everyone grace because, like, I don't show up perfect, like, you know, so, like, no one else, yeah, like, exactly. should never hold, your, hold anyone to a perfect standard ever, so, like, when someone's like, well, she's blah, 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 and I'm like, well, you know what, maybe she was just really having a hard time, and maybe someday <laughs> you'll want that exact same amount of grace shown. <laughs> yes, But no, exactly. I love that. I think it's true, like, in high school, I, that was, like, something, someone said that to me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, 
you mean people don't care if my hair is straight today or curly? You mean they don't right? care if I like don't wear the right shirt? Like, you know, and it's applied so much into our life is like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like everyone is so focused on like just surviving their own life. I can't imagine being a teenager yeah. right now though with like no, Instagram and TikTok suck. because like they literally have people commenting Oh, well, blah, blah, On blah. everything. Well, have yeah. you watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I've watched, like, yeah, part so- of it. I've listened to an interview by the creator. It was so good. So good. Yeah. It was really interesting. I mean, and I do think that it is flawed in some places. Yeah. But I thought it did a really good job showing, like, just how controlled we are. True. By and it. it's, like, even, like, marketing this podcast, like, we literally there are like specific things that I've learned with like all the marketing and stuff I've done with is like how things need to look visually how things need to be structured yep. perfectly like so much thought goes into our caption so much thought goes into everything just so mm-hmm. it can be perfect you know but um you know if we had cared about what people thought like obviously like this podcast is like literally like the first 20 minutes is always just us being like so let me tell you about this experience in my life go (laughs) so I feel like you know that's that's just like I love it I always call it my like barrier to entry I'm like you have to like Mm -hmm. I'm always like I I think with me I'm other people are like introverted until you meet them and then they're like oh my gosh I'm actually really cool and super talkative and outgoing for me I'm like super talkative and outgoing and then once you get to know me I'm like a lot more chill and like deep but like I'd use it as like people need to like be afraid of the intensity of which I am in order to like chill with me like I'm like be afraid of me be afraid of all of this it's great (laughs) but yeah no I I think that's super good advice so yeah so no matter where you're at in your life I feel like that's a really good product like for me like Celine literally no one's coming to your house why did you just buy all these Christmas decorations it's for me it's for me no but I totally support it that I support 100% I love decorating it makes the house feel like a home it does honestly it's been one of the only things this year that has like brought me joy is like getting to like and I'm always mm-hmm. like am I a, am I a consumer am I feeding into like like whatever but I'm like <laughs> honestly like right now like we don't there's so much like I was talking to a friend the other day and she's like Celine you're going through like the processes of grief because I just moved across the country and she's like and you know that's although you're not you know there's so many opportunities for you in Tennessee and you're like loving your life like it's lonely you lost your community you yeah. lost your you started the, over I'm like, I don't understand Walmart here yet because it, it's like, it has a different floor plan layout and I can't oh, find like yeah. very random things and it's very frustrating. And you know, it's just like, I think like we just have to give ourselves grace in these times, especially like with 2020, the way it has been is like, I feel like the, I just told myself, I was like, you can go get Christmas decorations early because that's something that you can control in your life. And like, right. it's about, it's about your enjoyment of it. That's why I put makeup on, even though half of my face Love will be it. covered. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's nice. Still feel good. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so my piece of advice that I've ever heard is don't be afraid to suck. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, but people always ask me all the time because I've been, I've been a wedding photographer for like five and a half years now. Um, and like this is my main, that's my main career. And everyone's like, I'm getting started. Like, how do I get to like whatever? And I'm like, it's a lot of work, but it's so worth it. That's another topic for another day. But um. Yeah. Somebody told this to me and I thought it was so powerful. And so if you're ever like starting a dream, that's why we're doing this podcast is because we're going to suck for a while, but then we're going to figure yeah. out our like our niche and we're going to have fun. And so Look at this, is, down. this is my favorite quote. I always tell this whenever I do like retreats or anything. So it says, nobody tells us to beginners. I wish someone told me all of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste, but there is this gap. 
For the first couple years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good, it has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer, and your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase and they quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing we want it to have. We all go through this. So if you're just starting out or you're still in this phase, you gotta know it's normal and the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you'll finish that one thing. Um, it's only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure this out out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You just got to fight your way through. And I don't know, that really always struck me as like, and I, and then when we did our podcast, we literally recorded an episode and I was like, this is never going to see the light of day, but like we have to pretend like <laughs> our very first episode. Oh, yeah. was so bad. But it's like my hands were shaking, you know, and it's like, and right, you're like nervous. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> like my horrible fake laugh. Like I kept saying like the same like thing, like, oh, totally. Oh, totally. And I just feel like, you know, you have to like, if I looked wow, at the pictures I when I first got started versus now, like there has been so much journey. Like I've not been an overnight success, you know, and I've, I've had a really yeah. good success, but like it is through labor and messing up and making mistakes. And so I think that like, you have to not be afraid to, like, to suck. Like, don't be afraid to suck. Yeah, so, like, you just – uh-huh. I love that so much. I yeah. totally agree. And it's good. Yeah. It's okay to suck. And what's cool is, like, people yeah. will still cheer you on when you're in your sucking phase. Like, people still hired right? me when I sucked. And it's because they didn't think I sucked. They, I knew my potential. I knew what I wanted. But they're like, mm-hmm. you know, you're – like, good work. Like, you know, and, like, now – now they're like, oh, girl, when we saw you back then, we were like, oh, but like, we loved you anyways, you know, and it's fine. That's what people are doing with this podcast. They're like, Celine, we listen to you and Anna because we love you as human beings, you know. Yep. But don't worry, you're going to be but entertained eventually by eventually you'll us. listen to us because you're like, oh, my gosh, you guys are so smart and I'm funny. Every and you'll validate for us for everything we need. Please, we need so much validation. Even though we just gave yes. you this great advice about not needing validation, <laughs> give us every piece of validation. Just Speaking give it to us which, anyway. Please, please, please leave us a review. That's going to be a huge thing. Yes. The first when a, when a podcast first launches and stuff like that, getting reviews, getting mm-hmm. downloads and subscribers, like that means so much to us. So, yeah. Yes. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under yes. the Novel Bound Podcast. We've That's got a really called. big, like we're building a really big community right yeah. now. I'm so excited. Um, we're recording these before it's launching right now, but like we already have like a ton of people joining the group and on Instagram and we're really mm-hmm. active on there. You're going to see our life. You're going to see what books we're reading. Like we just want you to be a part of it. So, yeah. Yes. I like your advice, Anna. Good work. That's why we're friends. I like your advice too, Celine. Oh my gosh. Great. Okay. Sorry. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about characters we love to hate. And we're, we'll probably end up talking about some of the very like obvious ones, like Umbridge from Harry Potter. That's like a super obvious one, but there's like a couple that I think are still interesting and fun to talk about. So we're going to be talking about some characters from Pride and Prejudice, a character from Carnival, which is the series we're both very into right now, so that's why you're hearing about it. Anna's very obsessed, and I'm obsessed with it too. But you, she's yeah. reading Illumini Files this week, and guys, you yes, should read it I'm with us excited. because straight up, like, next episode, she's going to be like, <gasps> and then just, like, go off. Because that's what's <laughs> happened with Carnival. She's literally just, like, every episode she's been like, so I'm at this point in the, in the series. I know, and I'm like, and I don't understand... <laughs> Yes, yes. So I'm very excited to do that. And we're also going to be talking about Throne of Glass because I have issues with the main character, Selena. <laughs> Deep issues. 
We'll get into it. I'm glad it's not me. I'm glad my name is not Selena and only Selene. <laughs> I know. That's Selena. What and a I jerk. Even, I know, right? Just and I, I think it's Selena. I think so. The name's spelled pretty weird. But then... That's like how people on. spell my name at Starbucks. I'm not even kidding. Like, Really? Yeah. So I'll go up to Starbucks and I'll be like, hi, my name's Celine. And they're like, Celine? Okay. And I'm like, yeah, like Celine Dion. And they're like, great. And I hear, I see like S-E-L-I-N-C-Y-Z-Q-P. And then they'll be like, here you go. And I'm like, thanks. No one ever spells my name correctly. It's fine. Oh, I don't have that issue with Anna. In fact, when I was younger, I used to lie to people and be like, oh, Anna's show for Anastasia because I wanted a more interesting name. <gasps> Anna, I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll change your name to Anastasia. Celine <laughs> and Anastasia. It just has a certain ring to it. It is. Your, your name reminds me of autumn and fall and the sound of crisp leaves, so you're fine. Wow, that was very Beautiful. Anne of Green Gables Aww. for me. Yes, I love it. Thank Did you, you like that I compared you to, on Instagram, it was like the Diana to my Anne and the Anne to my Leslie? I was like <laughs> yes. trying to use the word Anne like Anna. It was perfect. I was like, <clears throat> I'm, yes, I was proud of myself. I'm clever. I've thought this out. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, I so back it. to characters you love to hate. Yes. And so then we're also going to be talking about um, Daisy from The Great Gatsby, which I think Celine has a lot of thoughts about her. Oh, and we already talked about Pride and Prejudice. So we'll get into all of the characters from that. Just, just grab a bit. seat. Get comfy. Yes. We're about to get really nerdy. And also after this, like, well, we want to hear your kind of comments and stuff like that. And so once this episode launches, we'll do a live and we'll share what people said and you can hop on there too yeah. and like talk about it. So like, this is supposed to be a discussion podcast, like we'll spill exactly. the tea and then we want you to spill it right back. So we want to hear from you. So yes, this is supposed to be fun. Okay. Do you want to talk about Caraval? For those of you that have yes. not listened to it yet, go ahead and give a quick summary now that you know more of the story. I know, now that I do know a lot. So basically, Carval is about these two sisters who grew up kind of sheltered on this island with their father. And every year, this, I don't want to say magician, but kind of magician, his name is Legend, mm-hmm. does a show called Carval and invites people to go. And it's basically like a scavenger hunt type thing somewhat we were looking for clues and if you win you get a gift from legend but it's very magical magical. yes it's very magical and whimsical and where reality and illusion kind of like blend together a lot wow well said yes exactly yeah so i i love it so much i'm sad that i'm like about to finish the third book but it's okay i'm sad for you i like I'm so jealous that you get to read the third book and for the first time. Like, I'm really jealous of that. I'm like, oh, I want that. I would give anything I to I wish I could that. do it again. Yeah. <sighs> so, but the person I want to focus on is the dad from, of the two sisters. So, it's Scarlett and Donatella. Mm-hmm. And it's their dad. And he is, like, this gross, abusive father, which, I mean, the trope's been done before because I think some characters maybe need that to be able to grow into their strengths or hero or whatever. But basically, he would, like, yeah, it wasn't just, like, he uh, physically abused them. He would abuse the other sister when one sister did something wrong. Oh. So, like, an example is in the beginning of the books, Tella got caught, like, making out with this boy and was, like, blamed it on Scarlet, and her father believed him, but then he, he like, beat Tella up because of wow. it. Mm-hmm. And it's just gross. And he's, like, he ends up being a whore, like, a murderer, yeah. Just murdered people in cold blood. I think one time the girls tried to escape the island and he like 
held the guy down in this like ocean and drowned him that was helping them escape and he's just gross and he's like selling his oldest daughter scarlet off to be married to this count Ugh, he's just gross but i guess i just wanted to talk about kind of him especially and then when tropes like that do happen mm-hmm. like and, and like the purpose that they bring to the characters maybe in the in the story that they do yes i have so many things to say about that yes so whenever if you want to say it. it first and then i can go no let's hear it girl Okay, so I love thinking, this is, like, one of my favorite reasons why we have this podcast is because I love, like, digging into, like, why authors, like, do things and what, like, motivates writers and stuff. And I feel like um, it's a very, it's like a Disney technique as well, and that's why it's, like, X X Mm. and X's parents died, right? So what happens is every character needs to have an external and an internal conflict. So externally, they are trying to get the sword. They're trying to get whatever. They're going on the quest. But internally, they also have a struggle that they have to overcome, you know. And so, like, Frodo, for example, has to learn how to rely on his friends, you know, things like that. That's why, like, Samwise is like that. And he, like, obviously, yeah. like, he could never have gotten the ring to get to Ising. No. Oh, my gosh. He can't take the... Mordor? Mordor. He couldn't have gotten the ring there yeah. without the team and stuff like that. And so, like, there's an internal and an external struggle. and um, And so, like... In order to, for there to be an internal struggle, the character can't be perfect, but the char- but the mm-hmm. author needs us to want to stay with the main character. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so they have to have something redeemable or to explain why they have that character. The flaws that they the flaws. do. Or it has mm-hmm. to be a motivator to get them to get to the, the main story, the main plot. So it yeah. was an external journey to get away from their father, but also an internal journey because of it messed up their sisters. So I think, like, yeah, that's I why I that. think authors write that, is, like, it is a trope, but it's also, like, it's a specific plot device where when it's done right, it's like, ooh, it's done right. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes it because when I was writing a screenplay, like, I had, like, um, my, like, group that I was writing with in college, like, they're like, this is great, but, like, the main character is perfect. And I'm like, I know, right? And they're like, no, like, I don't, she doesn't grow. She doesn't grow at all. She's, like, super boring. She and needs like, to be, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she can't be perfect? And they're like, no, because, like, there has to be an internal and an external struggle. Like, that's what keeps people going. That's why you and I love Shadow and Bones, because we love that she's, you know, by herself. And so that's why in Disney, like, um, Finding Nemo, it's like, you know, he he loses his wife, and that's what makes him, the internal struggle is that he's like, yeah, yeah, but, and then he wants to protect his son, which is an external conflict. And so I think, like, that's why there has to be stupid like that trope is very overdone but yes but sometimes it, it's done really well it is it is done and super it makes well. the characters relatable yes and grow and stuff like that but it also i think is good i like that they address that they address on it because like people that have been in dramatic situations they have like the ability they do to have ptsd from it yeah what are your thoughts yeah no i totally agree because like him being the way he was was the driving force for both sisters doing the things that they've done. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of move away from it at some point, and you can see, like, especially the older sister, Scarlet, like, she has a lot of... I, PTSD might be a strong word for it, but she does kind of yeah. have a lot of PTSD, like, about future relationships and future... Like, everything she does is because she just wants to be safe, and she wants to keep her and her sister safe away from their father. Yes, 100%. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is... And how empowering is it? Like, when they overcome those things... 
And it's like, oh, they overcame it. And I think that's what makes it, if mm-hmm. you want to know why we're describing these characters, is because each of these characters that we chose are like pivotal obstacles that the characters either have to get away from or or push through or are, fight against in order. To, and by that villain, they become stronger, you know? They yeah. be, like with Umbridge, like, you know, like the fact, without Umbridge, like, would the would Dumbledore's army be in existence the way it was? Would have, yeah. You know, like, no. Would it, no. I, I think not, but yeah. Would we have, like, the room of requirements of, like, that, like, and I think that's something we can definitely talk about later on with different mm-hmm. characters and stuff. Like, if Lydia hadn't been a freaking, how do I use, put this, ho? If she had not been a ho, <laughs> um, with Wickham, like, would Darcy and, and so Elizabeth have together? Oh, girl, okay, let's move yeah. on. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's talk about Lydia That's our next Kate. talking point. Let's is... break into Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Literally, Lydia, I... She bothers me so much. And I know she was written for this exact purpose to, like, be bothered because she's so young and ignorant and she's, like, the mom's favorite. So she gets away with everything and anything. And she just spends all her money. But the reason she bothers me so much is because Mm -hmm. she basically stole Wickham, like, away from Elizabeth. Which it ended up working out in the end because he's a terrible person. So sucks for you, Lydia, that now you're married to him. But... Uh. Yeah, but she, I just think that she's so selfish, and although I will say them doing that led Darcy to kind of come to light because he ended up, like, saving their reputation by paying for their wedding and whatever else he needed to do. So, like, I guess it was good character development for Darcy that he did that for them, but That's true. No, but Lydia's trash. Yeah. Like, Lydia's straight up trash. And Kitty and is, like, like, Lydia's very, like, what do you, world, you owe me something for existing. Oh, yeah. Like, she's, like, so, like, excuse me, like, why can't I have all the I things? know. Because she's, is that, like, she's the youngest almost... kid thing? I'm totally giving you crap. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh-huh, huh. <laughs> you say that to the only one, or, <laughs> first of, the first of the siblings to be married and with a child. So let's just talk about maturity right now. Oh, my god! <laughs> just kidding. I, I love Your my Your sisters are going to kill you. They're like, excuse me, like, <laughs> shut the phone off, throw it against the room. Like, what have you done? Why would you ever bring that up? They'll start a campaign against me. Um. Also, they're Say. all super hot. Like, everyone marry Anna's siblings. Go. Go. Yes. Just Except marry. for I only have two siblings available now. Anyways, you should still marry them. I they're awesome. Too. But basically, I was just going to say that, like, Kitty is has, like, no backbone. Full cringe. Ever office like Lydia just uses her oh I also was gonna say that Lydia is like almost funny and she's like almost witty yeah like she's almost clever and she's almost all of these like things that are like redeeming are they foils for no is Caroline Bingley a foil for one of them is for like all like that's why characters they're either villains or foils yeah Mm mm-hmm I don't know that's that's interesting that you said that about Caroline because we're also talking about Caroline oh yeah I have so much I have like a section paved out just like ready to go be like let's okay let's hear it (sighs) okay are you sitting down yes you are okay readers (laughs) listeners friends (laughs) stop mopping sit down okay so this is like my opinion of this is that Caroline is straight up I like love her I love her so much because I like, I feel like every author that has written like a good female 
like this people have recreated caroline in so many other ways but like caroline's the og regina george the like nice to your face like turn around and i think that's why like people like identify with um elizabeth so much just because like oh girl i know her i know that girl i know a caroline but like straight up um she like openly shows it in like the like a way that only women back then could show it like let us take a turn about the room and she just is like (laughs) the way she like shows ownership i'm sitting there like ooh, caroline you're (laughs) spicy but um i just like i read this thing i'm gonna like give them full credit but this is like this amazing thing i read so it's it's from maryreza.com and i think it's just a blog but i thought it was absolutely beautiful to describe like the perspective of things from caroline and like with her as like the villain and i love it so put it i'm paraphrasing but it's like put it to you this way you're caroline bingley you've been privately educated trained for like life to be like the wife you've been told every day that you're like beautiful and ready to go and you're like cool i've got the dowry i've got the power like like she set her sights and she's but it's like not enough that like you value yourself enough that you're like can almost grasp the like thing and so anyways long story short you're like cool darcy's convenient he's cute he's my brother's best friend like we can all just hang like why not anyways Mm -hmm. this is where like i just love this it goes when you come to London from Netherfield with Charles and the Entourage, you don't realize you're entering the fiercest of marriage market arenas. You think the Bennets and their crowd are a, fun- a bunch of bumpkins. Jane Bennett's all right. Sweet girl, really. Considering. <laughs> but what a family. The commoners, muck mother, and the trollopy younger sister are bad enough. But then there's that Elizabeth, absolutely full of herself with an answer for everything. And suddenly, <laughs> Charles is making eyes at Jane. Darcy's paying way too much attention to Elizabeth. And she's like, oh, shiz. Okay. Like, cracks her fingers. Is like, Okay. <laughs> And then you're like, she's like, I'll start subtly. I'll just use a little sarcasm. Be like, oh, Miss Bennett as your daughter-in-law. <laughs> and then like literally when Elizabeth like does that epic scene where she's like drenched in water and has just gone on a walk. She's like, wow, mm-hmm. you're so dirty. Oh my gosh. Like, but meanwhile, you're looking at Darcy and being like, Darcy, stop checking her out. Like, I know that dress is tight on her, <laughs> but like literally chill, put it away. Like, stop. Anyways. And then, um. And then what I love about it is she's like, well, then I will make Elizabeth my friend. Like, that's fine. I can make this my happen. friend. Friend. Yes. <laughs> and so then literally you're like, oh, Darcy, are you writing a letter? Are you writing to your sister? Because I know everything about you. And like, Elizabeth, I know everything about Darcy. And like, oh, my gosh, like, da, da, da. I'm going to openly flirt. Like, I appreciate her confidence in here because she knows that Darcy's in. She her. is confident. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm still trying. Like, she put her hat in the ring. And then. Then when she realizes that it's, like, not happening, she's like, okay, I'll write a letter to Jane, get Charles out of there, because honestly, let's be real. And then she, in the letter to Jane, she's like, by the way, Darcy's, like, basically, and, like, just, like, Darcy's sister and Charles are gonna marry, blah, 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 and you're just like, mm. And then she freezes Jane out, because she's like, you're of no use to me, back up. Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth shows up at Pemberley, and she's like, Darcy, remember that you, like, thought that she was ugly at the dance? Like... don't you remember don't you remember that i am all i am the most beautiful person (laughs) anyways long story short now she's there now she's the aunt to all of their children love it in your face but girl i have to give her her like her tea is that she did her best to get she did her best she did her best i give her her credit i'm like oh beautiful beautifully done she was the perfect mean girl Mm -hmm. what 
what an attempt. Like, well done. Can we do that in high school? Be like, wow, I really appreciate, like, the way you said that what to me. What a good attempt. Like, good job. I could tell there was some thought into, like, the insult you threw at me and made me insecure for, like, a solid three years. But, like, you know what? Like, well done. Way to squeeze that confidence out. Good, good job. Work. You, like, dedicated yourself wow. to that. Oh, wow. Well done. Okay. Moving on. Your turn. <laughs> I loved everything about that. That literally was perfect. I got you. Well, I was kind of going to, like, for a second talk about Harry Potter, but it might kind of be, like, an overdone thing. We got, so. I think we should save it for, like, a full-on Harry Potter episode. Yeah. Multiple episodes right. where we just, like, perfect. allow ourselves, like, the room to be like, okay, let's talk about each of the characters. If you're done with Harry Potter, you don't have to listen to this, but... yeah. Here we go. Perfect. Yes. Okay. So I want to talk about Throne of Glass because I have a problem with Mm. Selena. Mm -hmm. A big problem with her. Okay. I'll, like, give you the premise of the book a little bit in case you've never... It's very popular. Like, I know a lot of people like it and read it. And if you like it, if you like the book... You should write on our page messages and, like, help me understand why it's so good because I could not get past the first one. You can literally send us an audio file at this point. Like, you just DM us when this episode comes out and, like, send us an audio thing and we will play it at, like, a follow-up episode. Yes. So, basically, here's the premise of Throne of Glass. So, after serving out a year of hard labor in the salt mines of Endovir... For her crimes, 18-year-old assassin Selina Sardothian, which the names are crazy in this whole book, is dragged before the crown prince, Prince Dorian, offers her freedom on one condition. She must act as his champion in a competition to find a new royal assassin. Her opponents are men, thieves, and assassins and warriors from across the empire, each sponsored by a member of the king's council. If she beats her opponents in a series of eliminations, she'll serve the kingdom for four years and then be granted her freedom. She finds her training sessions with the captain of the guard, Westfall, challenging and exhilarating. But she's bored stiff by court life. Blah, blah, blah. I, like, don't even have the patience to, like, read all of this. Can we pause for five seconds? I get so yes. angry when they're like, oh, court life is so boring. I hate so all these, boring. like, balls and I have to, like, wear a dress and there's, like, drama and intrigue. Ugh. And I'm just, I'm like, like, I wish I was, like, everyone. I wish I was, like, shooting an arrow into a tree and, like, talking to my friend about <laughs> bread. Like, this is so And letting boring. my hair blow in the wind. Uh, yeah. And I'm just sitting there, like, just let us enjoy <laughs> it. Goodness gracious. Could you give us, like, a chapter where you're, like, you know, this food is actually really good. And I was starving, like literally starving like two years ago. And like this food, yep. like I f- like in the Hunger Games, I feel this like. This food's okay. Like yeah. I feel like I would have spent so much time describing the food because she's like, look, like food. <laughs> look at all this amazing food I get to eat. Yeah. So basically, Selena is made out to be this like the world's most notorious assassin. And she got caught and she worked in these salt mines for, like, a hard year of labor, like, and it was so bad she tried to, like, do this suicidal escape, and, like, she is supposed to be tough as nails, like, I think that, I thought the premise of this book sounded so interesting, and I was excited to read her journey from, like, becoming just, like, the, I don't, the person ever the author needed her to be, but, like, guys, I need to read you this review from Goodreads on this book, and it perfectly sums up how I feel about it. Tell it's us, by tell us. this person called Kitten Blue. And she Kitten starts up Blue, and she says, it. I know. She says, are you kidding me? 
what the heck is this crap? How do you screw up your your story quite so badly after starting from an incredible premise involving the most notorious assassin in the land? Now a slave being offered the chance to win back her freedom, sort of, in a to the death to the death tournament, fighting the most gifted thieves and assassins in the land. Says the back of the book, conveniently forgetting that A, right before the final duels, the king specifically states that the competitors can only win by trapping their opponents in a position of sure death, and no further so to the death my foot, and B, apart from thieves and assassins, a number of the competitors are actually ex-guards and random other criminals, for the most part disposable enough to not warrant names. Basically, and so she's just, she says, I'm happy to spend the next few moments of my life quoting this book this horrible book, if it means at least one person might decide not to waste their money on it. No need to thank me. All right, that's like a little quippy, and I don't like, I guess I don't hate the book that much, but here we go. I'm just going to read you a little excerpt from the book that she wrote. So it says, wake up. Not surprisingly, it was some character from the book. She shimmered beneath the blankets, pulling them over her head, but he grabbed the covers and threw them to the floor. Her nightgown was wrapped around her thighs. Selena shivered, which also pause. This book is also weirdly sexual in places. <sighs> and it's not like I can appreciate it if it's for good purpose, but it just like throws weird things like that in and then like never goes further. Like the nightgown clung to her body, showed every inch of her curves, and then they move on. So it's not like even for plot purposes. It's just like a weirdly sexual explanation. There's a lot of that in this book. Oh my gosh. So anyways, it's cold, she moaned, holding her knees to her body. She didn't care that she only had a few months to beat the other champions. She needed sleep. And it's like, nope, this isn't your bright kid sister, but the most notorious assassin ever. <laughs> you know, the one who, after slaving away in the salt mines for four months, was so desperate to escape that she even tried to make a suicide dash. What the heck, though? They're only offering her her freedom. <laughs> And then it goes back to the quote, It would have been nice if the crown prince had considered springing her from Endovier earlier so she could have some time to regain her strength. How long had he known about this competition anyway? Sheesh, I know, right? Silly crown prince not considering the feelings of, like, one of the most terrible criminals his men has ever captured. I mean, he gives you a large, comfortable living quarters in his castle, in his castle a billiards table, a chance to change your life, even a puppy, and what? He thinks this is enough? <laughs> Rude. Rude. Basically, it's just so sarcastic, and I live for it. Because, I'll explain to you, the reason I have such a problem with Selena is because she's made out to be this criminal, this assassin, this, like, bad-to-the-bones girl who, like, you don't want to cross, but literally she gives no example of that in the book. She doesn't do one thing that makes her seem tough. All she does is complain. And I even I can't think on like stand complaining characters. Yes, all she does is complain. And even like the night before the first trial or something like that, she like stayed up all night reading a book. And like that's all that she talks about is this book she read, not even like the trial. So you don't even get as much of the trials as you like thought you would get. Anyways, this girl it's crazy. And I'm not I don't ever do this, but I kind of like read the synopsis for all the other books and these books turn wild. So what? what? Yeah. You can't just turn... drop that and be like, they turn wild and then just be like, yeah, anyways, so moving on. I'm like, what is wild? They, do. they become wild. I like hope I can remember this right. But I remember that like there's obviously this love triangle and it like wasn't done very well. But then it ends up coming out. Sorry, this is spoilers ahead, guys. So if spoilers, you don't want spoilers, 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 skip ahead 
to like okay, go. 30 seconds in the future. Okay, so it ends up turning okay. out that she's like some fairy princess that was like lost at like some point in time and then was like refound and then she was like falling in love with this fairy prince and like their relationship, they have sex all the time. That's all they do together is just have sex. So they don't even do anything important and it just turns crazy. And I, I do remember reading reviews where like a lot of people were mad because she was falling in love with the prince and then she just like left him behind and everyone was like, you did him so dirty. He did not deserve that. So anyways, mm. I have problems with Selena. Personal hate problems. We should hate read the series. We should. We should hate read let's it. Let's do it. Let's One hate time, read the series. Let's hate read it. Everyone would be like, <laughs> we hate you. Like, we're immediately stopping <laughs> listening to this podcast. Like, how dare you? Excuse me. I have six of their of one book because it's so beloved in my library <laughs> i know we've just sorry like, guys if you're like that yeah my apology i mean um, it's, it's some people's cup of tea and i'm not gonna like hate them yeah. for that or put them down but i just i think that we could have had We're more just from you. she could have been better yep <laughs> oh my gosh i love that oh gosh okay yeah that's the my feelings book. about burn of glass <laughs> Yeah. I love the, the next girl I've got is um why are we doing girls? Man, we are hating. I know, we do have a lot of girls that we hate. Shoot. We talked about the father from Carval, to be fair. This is true. I think it's because I'm more offended when a girl is again because we read primarily girl books. And when a girl yeah. when a guy is like a total tool, we're like, yeah, that's men. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You just start thinking about yourself. When a girl does it, I'm like, that's <laughs> that's even intentional. Like, excuse me. <laughs> you know how hard we all have it. Could you just be a little bit more better like more better <laughs> could you be a little more better um could you just pull it together but this one is i love to hate her because i feel like she is just okay so my girls and i think like all of us like all the people i've recommended i just like i have a thing for the end about like what i what i feel about all of these villains yes. that are females but we'll show that later but let me talk about why i'm like oh daisy girl she's flaky like, Gatsby would have done anything for her, and, like, he worked so hard to get to, like, the point where she was, like, there. I mean, granted, he yes. was, like, kind of nuts and was, like, leave everything and come with me. I have a giant mansion. <laughs> and, like, we don't have to tell anyone. And also, like, I mean, he was very confusing. Honestly, I would have been, like, yes. I love you, but you're a little intense. Like, even when Tanner's, like, babe, <laughs> kiss me. And I'm, like, okay, I'll kiss you, but, like, don't be too intense about it. Like, I'm trying to read the book right now. Um, anyways, but she, I feel, was the original Manic Pixie Dream Girl, where, like, she was alluring and mysterious and would say things like, a little fool, and, like, all of these, like, very, like, I bet Mm -hmm. she talked with, like, that exact voice of, like, da-da-da-da-da-da. The, like, light, lithy voice. She was the girl I hated in high school, because she would be like, oh, oh, you want to give me a full house with, like, horses and this and that oh but this boy da, 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 da. oh no who do i choose oh i'll just like run over some lady and kill her and then be quiet about it <laughs> and then i'll leave the guy that was covering it and then just go like be with my husband who's been abusing me probably but you know tea and then Whatever. maybe that other guy will like kill himself because you know he just can't stand to be without me oh and then she like never talks about gatsby again doesn't even effing no. go to his freaking funeral horrible Horrible. Disgrace. But, but I guess when you have when you have it all, you can have whatever you want. You know, I care. I aspire to be Daisy Buchanan. Okay, your turn. <laughs> you just have everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm like oh, this is so hard. I'm like, what I'm are so you? Hard. Are you Kim Kardashian? Calm down. This perfect life over that perfect life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I told Jalen, I was like, I'll know I've made it when I can go to the store and just like swipe my card without even looking at the price. Oh, the dream. Mm-hmm. The dream. The yep. dream. Who knows, though? Maybe I'll never be like that because I'm just always too conscious. One day. Ugh, consciences. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of mostly all what I had. I wanted to, like, touch a little bit because I guess we were mainly talking about um, women. And so I was going to talk about Holden from Catcher in the Rye. Did you read it. that book? Yeah. He, mm, what he annoys downer. me. He, yeah, what a downer, right? I can't believe they made us read that in AP English because I, I literally was like, what is the purpose? Okay, give All him he the did tea. Was complain. I mean, like, I'll give you this. His brother did die. And so, like, he had reasons to be upset. But, like, I read something. Oh, I wish I had it in front of me. I read something a while ago that was, like, perfectly summed up him. And it was, like, he's, like, the angsty when you when you were like 17 years old and like you were trying to prove to the world that like you he is my ex-boyfriend like to a t i literally am like <laughs> like i would be like hey how's your day going he's like we're just dust in this and we're just like we're just riding so along on this dark. planet in this universe and there's yes. nothing there to stop us you know it's yeah. just like i just uh, make me feel better mm, hard literally that's holding mm. yeah Try to get like the smoky voice from scr- from or scratchy voice from smoking because he thought it was so cool, and all I did was seriously. I remember reading that book, being like, "Why your life? Like, why are you complaining? You're rich. You have all the money in the world. You can go anywhere you want." I was like, "Nobody wants to hear this." Like, shut up, mm-hmm. shut up. Okay. Yeah. I have like that's funny... my thoughts on Holden. No, it's beautiful. I love it. I like. I like literally sell this. It's like we're all done. <laughs> We're all just specks of dust floating in the expanse of an unfeeling universe. One day our life will cease to exist and nothing will ever have mattered. Wait, what were we talking about? Oh, that's another thing. He would just like go <laughs> off on these like really random tangents and we'd be like, oh, and wait. you just sit there like, wait, what? I saw this. Uh, this is like spark notes lit. It was like a text. It was like, hey, Sally, do you want to go on a date? And the girl's like, okay. And he goes, change of plans. Let's cast off our societal shackles. Take to the woods and leave civilization behind this. <laughs> behind us and it's like yep that's holding that's holding for you through and through okay so basically i just want to end by saying that the real villain is society and men in the freaking 1800s like are you kidding me like the reason why all these women had to be like so psychotic (laughs) was because they were just trying to live and if you like read every book that we've read it's like society won't let women do this or the poor do this and i'm like it's really them they're freaking the villains but i'm just grateful for the fact that we are where we are now where we can like vote and like own a house did you know that in like the 70s we couldn't own property or like get a bank account without a man's signature what yeah Mm -hmm. whoa that's like too soon yeah it's fine it's all right we're progressing the world's getting better it's fine it's fine but anyways caroline bingley was just trying to do what she could in, with the things that she was limited. She just wanted to secure a good future for herself. Daisy Buchanan honestly was just trying to save her own little butt. She was like, you know, Tom can just like kind of make everything go away. And Gatsby, you cute, mm-hmm. you hot. But like, I don't I, I don't want to be scorned in my society. Yeah. And it's just because like, you know. Anyways, long story short, it's really like 18th century, 17th, 19th century, 20th century. Right. Who knows? Just men. Why are you holding us back, dudes? Yeah. And now we read <laughs> books about those time periods so we can remember 
good we got it. <laughs> the struggles. That's it's hilarious. Fine. Any final thoughts? No, I think that's perfect. Perfect. Summed it up great. Okay. Although so we do can... we do hate oh, these go. characters. Sorry, I will add one go. final thought is we do like these are characters we truly do love to hate. Because we do yes. truly do love these characters. Like we I do. love I love reading about them. Except for and the father in Carval, he could die and I would totally be okay with it. Or maybe he will. Oh, you haven't read the third book yet. I haven't read the third you book yet. Know. I hope he does, and I hope it's horrific. I hope he dies horribly. I hope he falls <laughs> down a well and breaks his freaking neck. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyways, so moving on. But no, uh, if you also like all these villains were necessary to the character mm-hmm. being good, except for freaking Selena. Yeah, except for she's just a useless character who has no purpose. In a beautiful world with so much opportunity and potential. And, and a, seriously, a world with so much potential. Like, I would yeah. have loved seeing her, like, journey, fighting in this tournament, and coming to terms with, like, how she was made to be an assassin, and I don't know, just... Okay, but did you know, I read the questionnaire, Wait, to be and... fair, Anna, you haven't read, you've only read the first book. I know. To you be fair, hate on things, I haven't and then you literally... Okay, <laughs> wait a second. I'm I forget judge, that you I'm do this. Judge. I forget that you read one book in the whole series, and you don't even give any... What if the, she was spreading out the growth, friend? She had, like, Maybe what, five Maybe she was. Books? Maybe she was. And, like, you just, like, wrote her off. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's hard. But I'm just like, maybe you have to, like, That's why I more. need... Listeners, I need your help. Convince me that okay. I should keep reading Tell these. us, does she get better later? Um, One yes. other thing, too, is, like, we honestly would love to do we're doing a giveaway um so whoever this next week so like in this week time period this is released whoever is whoever like gives us a review or five stars we're sending you guys like a one of our favorite books and yes. like a super cute cozy blanket and like like a bunch of little decorations it's like it's gonna be cute and so we're gonna give a little basket away um we're gonna do like a random drawing and we'll do it on our instagram live but really, like, leaving us those five-star reviews, we just want to get to 100 five-star mm-hmm. reviews. Um, that's going to, like, help us so much, and we would just really appreciate it. Yeah, so. help us to make more of this. Novel bound. Like. Woohoo! Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week.